Alright, alright. Welcome to episode 9 of Rolling with the Barons. This is head coach of the Brooklyn Barons, uh, Roland Woods. Uh, I am a coach for the Relocation Football League. You can find out about the Relocation Football League at www.relocationfootballleague.com. Uh, you can also find us or find them on Twitter at uh, RFL underscore sim underscore league. All right, and you can find the Barons at Barons RFL. Okay. Uh, on this episode, we will be talking about uh, recent team news and uh, what we're doing going into this game this week against the Tigers. All right, first, I know this is a little bit uh, late of a drive. I was trying to get it on Tuesday, but things just didn't work out. Uh, snow was untimely, and it kind of set things back a little bit. But, hey. You can't you can't be Mother Nature, so it is what it is. All right, so all right. First things first. Uh, Brooklyn Barons have acquired uh, wide receiver Ricky Training uh, from the London Monarchs. Uh, the London Monarchs in exchange for uh, defensive tackle Maxie Haggerty, and then our third round pick this year. All right. Now I know. Some people may look at this trade and say with Amari Manuel, with Joe Johnson, with uh, Jackson Hunter, we just picked up a Schofield, we just picked up a rookie, uh, Freeman. Like, why so much activity in the wide receiver room? And I'm going to break it all down. I'm going to break it all down. All right? So, I've been dying. One thing that I really realized... Uh, last year, as far as our passing attack, is how crucial the slot receiver was. And a part of me was just thinking it was just how the way Matter was working last year, just how open the middle of the field was and how they could attack. But after really reviewing the tape, like not just my tape, but just watching the other teams and how they attacked and they played us from that position, I just felt like a slot receiver was something that I really, really needed. That short area, quick dump off to the QB, like someone who can take something short and make it something medium. You know what I'm saying? Like take a two-yard catch and make it a six-yard game. Like just something, just I needed that. That was something that our offense was missing. Like I knew that we could attack deep. And other than Bain, we didn't have anybody who could really attack underneath. And Bain, even though he is great, he does have limited speed as far as, uh, I mean, for a tight end, it's great. I love it. But as far as just overall for a receiver to consistently attack the middle, uh, his speed isn't the key to why he gets open. It's more his quickness. You know what I'm saying? So we needed another guy who can just move around in that area. And we tried to acquire so many different people. Like, I, I, with the old coaching staff, we tried to acquire uh, – we tried to acquire uh, Hunter Rosen, or uh, yeah, we tried for with 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 the previous coaching staff. We tried to acquire Rosen from the Hunt, yeah, Rosen from the Monarchs. Uh, that was a no go. Uh, we tried to get uh, both uh, Parker Smith and uh, and Augers from the from the. 
I guess the Wizards. They were the Marshals then, but the Wizards. Uh, we looked through free agency, had a couple guys. We even signed a guy at Marcel Echo that we thought could come in. He had the he had a lot of things that we liked, and we felt like he was someone that we could still grow. But as we worked with him in camp, he was just another guy that didn't jump as much as we would like him to jump. And we went back on the we went back on the trade block. Uh, we wanted to look in the draft, but once we saw uh, the type of guys that were coming out of the draft. Uh, and we knew it would be more depth, and we wouldn't find a real legitimate starter in our position. Like, we went back into trading, and we tried looking in free agency this year. There was a guy that I really, really, really thought about. Uh, it was a guy that I really, really, really thought about. He was just, like, 400 years old, and I was just like, I want a guy who's older. I want a guy who's experienced in experience in this league like he's a guy who i know i can just put out there and he's gonna be effective like he's gonna be effective when i put out because i know what i've needed it's like i missed uh juan rivera like going back and watching the previous tape juan rivera was a guy that i really missed because he had the intangibles of what i wanted but there was just little things about him that just made me be like "Mm," but that for the things that I was looking for, he was a guy. He was in the guy that I really thought about acquiring. Like there are a few other guys that I looked at, and for certain reasons, rather than being young or just really get into the team, it's just so. I just I was been scouring high and low to find a slot receiver, and the new regime came in with uh, the Monarchs, and they saw what they had to work with, and. Training became a guy who was available, and we jumped at we jumped at the chance. He was the guy. I was I was watching that receiver room to see who would be the guy because I felt like there would at least be one guy with the youth that they have, and then the guys at the top with their age. I figured there would at least be one guy who would fall, and I was just watching that situation to see who that guy would be, and. Anybody who knows the RFL and has watched the Monarchs knows that all those three guys, Fashi, uh, Kemper, and uh, and Trannon, those three guys, despite, it's not them that's been holding the team back. It's It's been quarterback play for as long as I've watched the Monarchs, honestly. Well, since they lost Chase Mason, but even then with Chase Mason, he was still kind of up and down. He was still never really enough to bring them over the top. You know what I'm saying? Not like how he's doing with the Desperados, but maybe they... I don't know. But, hey, Trenton was a guy. He was a... All those guys were guys, but Trenton was a guy who didn't get as much love. He he just didn't... I guess being the slot guy, being the third guy, he didn't get as much love as the other two, like, as Foshy, as uh, Kenford. Not saying he didn't get any love, but... If you know anything about the Monarchs and you go down the list, <clears throat> you know they got corners and you know they got receivers. So, yeah. So, when training became available, uh, we looked at the the roster for the Monarchs and saw uh, their room on defense. We know that they're a rebuilding team. And uh, we had a young guy in Maxi who we knew if we could put him in a situation where he can get better development and better reps to better fit his play style, that he could be a really solid 
solid stud player in this league for real, but we wouldn't be able to give him that opportunity. And it was nice for him to still be able to go to a team that was going to give him that opportunity. I, I'm, he's going to be somebody I watch. He's definitely going to be somebody I watch when I go and watch the uh, Monarchs game. All right? So, we at Ricky Trannon. We're putting him in the slot. Uh, 90 short route, 85 awareness, 93 change of direction. Uh, those were the three biggest things that led us to uh, acquire him. Uh, with the offense that we're running, uh, I don't know if I, I think I did talk, with us running uh, the Ravens style offense, uh, style of offense, uh, our slot receiver is a guy who is very key as far as keeping everything uh, balanced. Keeping everything balanced as far as the different ways that he can attack. And with Ricky Trainer being a smarter receiver, I know that he'll put himself in the best position to be that safety outlet. Uh, for Brinker, when uh, the big three, J.J. Bain and Amari, uh, aren't there. Uh, we needed that guy underneath. We feel like he'll be that guy to get open. But also, uh, when we want to go quick route, I think him having the size difference from the other guys we have on the field, him being under six foot and all the other guys being six three, six five, six, uh, six six or six five or whatever, like. That mismatch is, uh, look at me on the first try. It's going to make a big difference on uh, how teams defend us. And then also in our option game with us running uh, our jet sweeps out of the, they usually come out of slot formation, him being more of that gadget guy. If we want to go shuffle pads, if you want to go more of our, uh, I don't want to call them trick plays. I just want to call them our, our balancing plays to keep the defense honest. You know what I'm saying? When we want to go more in that direction, he's a great guy to have. And also, I don't want to say too much, but just for different schemes and different ways that we want to move going through this year is good. And the corners that we play against is good to have receivers with high awareness. Very, very high awareness. So he's a guy that I can't wait to see on the field. Uh, my first time seeing him on the field will be your first time seeing him on the field as well as uh, we take on the... Uh, we take on the we take on the Tigers on Saturday at uh, 4 p.m. and uh, with our Saturday games, I really like to tune in and and watch it like with you guys. So that's always great. Like so, we'll all see everything together. Hopefully, everything goes well. You know what I'm saying? We'll see. I'm I'm nervous. It's the first game, even though I feel like I can go into every game winning. It's still First game of the season, everything's on the line. You know how that drilling goes. You know how it is. You know how it is. So, yeah, I can't wait to see how that goes down. I can't wait to see how that goes down. All right. Uh, another thing about Ricky Trennan that we uh, liked is that he was an older receiver and that we had uh, younger receivers in the room. Like, outside of uh, Joe Johnson, who's really in his prime, being uh, 27, uh, all our other receivers are, like, 
23 under. I think Schofield might be 25, but he's not really a guy that we're looking to as far as, like, developing. He's a guy that we like where he's at, and uh, we want to see him progress, obviously, but he's not a guy like uh, like uh, Hunter or like Freeman that we see or like Omari that we see ourselves, like, really investing that extra time into or that the extra development would help him as much. So and having a guy like... Uh, Having a guy like Ricky Trainer on the roster, uh, we hope that it leads to uh, some veteran uh, uh, mentorship uh, going into uh, next season as he spends more time with us, or especially going along the season as well, but as he spends more time with us and with our guys in the locker room because he does have that uh, awareness, and we hope that they can rob off on some of our younger guys. So that was another big thing that we liked as far as picking up uh, Ricky Trainer. All right, so... Uh, next, we're going to talk about the re-signings that we had this week. Uh, we had four really, really key re-signings, and I was I was worried about uh, I was worried about it if we would have to let a guy go uh, that they would ask for something outrageous. And I still feel like some people may say some of these are outrageous, but it's, I just feel like for what we got, I get, I just feel like for who they are, it's a good deal. All right, so we'll start with uh, we'll start with the with 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 the most uh notable Baron on the list, and that is uh Patrick Bain. Patrick Bain will be uh returning and hopefully retiring as a Baron. All right, uh, he agreed to a, a four year, twenty nine million dollar extension. Uh, now uh, Patrick Bain is twenty nine this year. So this should lead into he's uh, 33, and then we'll talk to him again and see what if he wants to step down. Uh, hopefully he has like three or four rings by there, so he doesn't feel pressure to really play. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see how that goes. We'll see how that goes. But we definitely want to keep him a Baron for life, and we want to retire that number 82 for the Blue and Gold. All right. Uh, next we have uh, Amari Manuel. All right, drafted as a Baron, uh, his first uh, coming off his rookie deal. And uh, I think we got a steal for the player that he is and the player that he can grow into be. Now, when we talk about his next contract, if that one's $750 million, I wouldn't be shocked. I wouldn't be shocked. But uh, for now, we have him at a four-year, $65 million uh, extension. Uh, so we're really happy about that, him being young, being an X-Factor already, and him still being somebody we can continue to, to grow because right now he's only he's only 85 right now. And now uh, I'm, we have someone who's really investing into him. Like he is our, he is our number one, and we want to prove that he is a true number one in this league. All right. Now behind that, uh, next, when we go to the other side of the ball, I, uh, my first trade, my first big trade, Kit Morrison, all right. We have uh, re-signed him back to a, a four a four year thirty four million dollar deal. Uh, I'm ecstatic. I'm ecstatic. I thought he was gonna ask for way, way, way more. I was nervous, but we got him on a team friendly deal. Uh, it, it seems he believes in us just as much as we believe in him, and I can't wait to see his growth this year. And man, I, I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna really put himself on the map. I like. I know there's RFL guys who know him, and like, oh yeah, Kid Morrison. But I think he's really gonna start 
with this new wave of guys coming into it, I think Kate Morrison is really going to put his name on the map. All right. All right. And then, uh, lastly, lastly, we have Hayden Harold. All right. We brought Hayden Harold back on a four year, uh, $55 million contract. Now, I know <clears throat> this was one where I was kind of, eh, I don't know, but I just feel like with the production that we should get from Hayden Harold in his later years, I, I'm not, I don't. I don't regret it. Like, I, I know I might get a lot of flack for it. Uh, people might say, oh, that was stupid. Da, da, da. But I think especially with this uh, this season and us, how things lined up with us getting uh, Ethan King, like, and how I expect our defense to play this year, I really feel like it, it is a great investment as long as uh, – it was a great investment. I don't think his regression will be bad enough to where we can't continue to make use of him. And if he takes a step back as far as his speed, we can always switch him into the box uh, as our sub linebacker. And then we can switch uh, Ethan King up to uh, playing deep. Because technically, according to Madden, uh, Hayden Harrell is the best sub linebacker. Is the better sub linebacker on my team. All right, so we'll see how things go. Uh, right now, he's holding strong, and I feel like if we continue to have a productive season and keep him at the top, uh, I guess put, let people know that he is a top safety because everybody might not know he's a top safety. He might just be a highly graded safety, but I think he's a top safety, and I think this year we'll put him in a better position to. Uh, showcase that and i think he should really reap the benefits of that especially for what he did for us last season and not get any props for it so i can't wait to see hayden get out there and play all right all right now from uh <clears throat> from our resign stage i'm gonna jump around a little bit before i get into uh what we're gonna do for the game uh i'm gonna skip over to the next page all right we had a few position changes all right so now going to the season it Position changes that we uh, settled on is uh, we're going to move Kit Morrison back over the right outside linebacker. All right. We're going to move. Uh, we're going to move Maynard to right tackle. We're going to move Printers to left guard. All right. We acquired. That's how we originally had our roster set up when we acquired Printers. And I kind of had. I kind of felt that Printers would be a little better on the outside. But just as things progressed. It just worked out better with Maynard going back to that tackle place. And I, I, I feel like Printers really uh, had a good push for us up the middle. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, we'll see how that goes this season. And what's we'll test if we don't like it, we'll just switch them back. We'll just switch them back. All right. And then lastly, we have uh, Juan McNair. We move McNair from left guard to right guard just to kind of solidify our depth chart out a little bit. It was uh, really one-sided with us not having anything on the right besides uh, Poirier on right tackle. So we just wanted to line it up a little bit. All right. All right. We also have named our captains for uh, this season. All right. Uh, with this, I'm going by how long I've been with this team as far as how I chose my captains. All right. And, uh, captain number one is, uh, 
we're gonna start. We're gonna start on. We'll start on defense. All right, captain number one on defense uh, is uh, Trent Christian. Uh, he's been here since we got here. Like he is the OG of this team. Uh, he will always go down the Barons Hall of Fame. Probably another guy who should have his number retired. There should there shouldn't be another number uh twenty nine for a while. Like TC is a guy that I really really like, and he was a guy like even with the acquisition of Ethan King, it wasn't going to take away from the role that I felt that he would have on this team, and I expect him to have a big year. He's a guy that I expect to go out with the bank. Like, I don't think he's going to be a guy who's just going to drop off the face of the earth as far as uh, players in his league. He's a superstar of safety, all right? Uh, he still ha he has a, the, uh, a deep zone knockout. Like, it fits right into his strengths of how he plays, and you're going to see my guy swarming around all over the field. He's all over the field. There's going to be times where you'll see both. You'll see two X's down in the box. You see Hayden on one side, you see uh, King on the other, and that's because we got TC up top, and we believe we believe in TC up top. Led our team in turnovers last year, and uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he led our teams in interceptions this year as well. So we'll see, we'll see how it goes. But he's easily uh, easy choice for captain. All right. Uh, next we go to uh, Wayman Yates. I uh another no brainer choice. Like I know the young guys on our line get all the hype with Cheeseburger and uh Tristan Van Ree. And then even when you look at like the edge, you have guys like uh Kit Morrison and Demian Parks that might have a little bit more notoriety than uh Wayman, but Wayman undisputedly is probably my best maybe second best defender. Like as far as performance, what's gonna get accomplished Especially in that front seven, like, I love all the guys in my front seven. I love, but Wayman is a guy that he is very, very key to the success of this team just from his veteran, his veteran leadership and his play on the field. He doesn't say too much. He doesn't need all the glitz and glamour. Like, with him not having, he just got star de development last year. Like, that's the kind of guy, like, he's been normal dad just out here crushing the game. Like, he just got star development last year. I think he's 28, 27, 28. Like, he just got star development. And for him to be that guy putting up that kind of production against the type of people, the lines that we play, especially, like, the Explorers line, all right? Like, nah, that's the guy. Don't sleep on Wayman Yates. So, he's easily a captain. And then, uh, lastly... Uh, my guy, and to me, the overall leader of this defense on the field, uh, Juan Crosby. All right, he's a guy that I took under my wing last year. Uh, I, I, I really took time in, in developing him, and he's a guy that I feel like we have a bright, bright future here, a bright, bright future in the RFL, and I think he's going to make a bigger splash this year uh, than he did last year. Even though his role at right now, his role may seem like it's, lesson because we brought in Ethan King, I think he is going to have an outstanding, outstanding, outstanding uh, season. And I can't wait to see how he performs in his game. Like, there's a lot of guys that I can't wait to see perform because uh, we sat to start it, but Juan Crosby is definitely a guy. Like, even with all the big names around, Juan Crosby might be the guy people have to worry about the most, and that's what I can't wait to see. All right. Uh, now we're going to go over to our offensive captains. All right, offensively, uh, first and foremost, I mean, I don't know. 
I feel like if I go with one first, I'm going to be disrespecting the other. But all right, first and foremost, we're going to go with uh, Malcolm Lawson. All right, Malcolm Lawson is captain number one, uh, leader of our O-line, uh, really leader of our offense. Like I think he's one of the most important people on our offense, like despite all the big names that we have around without him, it's not the same ship. It's not the same ship. So obviously, Lawson, I think he's another guy if – a very, 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 very underrated lineman. I, I think he's one of the best in this league. I think he should be in the Hall of Fame, but that might be a little biased. But I think he's a very, 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 very underrated lineman. All right. Next, we have uh, Patrick Bain, all right, another Hall of Famer. This one we know. All right. Uh, been lifelong Baron. I mean, long, uh, along with uh, Lawson, like, been here since the beginning. But it's just like you can't. You can't sleep on Patrick Bang. Like, he is who he is. Automatic captain. Automatic captain. All right. And lastly, uh, it was a toss up. This last one was a toss up. It was really, really hard to decide. But uh, we came down uh, to making our third captain, uh, Ryan Brinker. And uh, we did this because, one, we want to show that we are truly invested in Brinker as our QB uh, of the future. All right, we are invested in Brinker. I know with young guys, there will be ups and downs, and I know I've talked all the, the trash about, oh, I think Brinker's going to be this, and I do, and I know y'all don't believe it, and I don't care, but good, bad, up, down, like, Brinker is our guy. Brinker is our guy, all right, and it was hard because we know that Kenny still will be the face of this franchise that we know. But as far as on the field, the QB1, QB1, we, we made him the captain. All right. Now, from there, we'll get into our last segment, and our last segment is going to be prepping for our game on Saturday. All right. Now, because this is a game against a CPU team for fans of our league, guys, for fans of our league, uh, I will say the scheme and that I will be using. Just like I did last week. Last week I did it after the game. Uh, this week I'm going to do it before the game because I want to see the results of how it looks. I'll tell you why I did it, what I'm trying to do, and then from there we'll see if it works. We'll see if I know. I guess we can see if I know anything about football. All right. So, uh, first and foremost, all of our starters we've been playing, we made it through the uh, preseason with no injuries. Uh, So, all of our starters will be playing. All right. So, uh, first we're going to go with offense. On offense, we'll be going vertical zone run. All right. Uh, The reason that I want to go vertical zone run might not be – the reason why everybody thinks, I know everybody thinks that I really just want to bomb the ball, but it was a toss-up between this and another scheme, but I really just want to see with the acquisition of uh, Ricky Trannon how he's going to fit into our offense. And I feel like with that being one of the things that we are better at uh, as a team, I really want to see how he fits amongst us 
in our strengths because we invested a lot into him. So we really want to make sure that we're getting enough out of him to match to match what we invested. You know what I'm saying? So we want to make sure we're putting him in the best situation as well. And uh, two, because of the playbook that we run and how it's typically ran, uh, we didn't want to come out as option heavy. Now, the option will be ran, obviously, because it is a part of our playbook, and it is something that teams will have to think about when they play us. All right, but the situation, the situations will change in which they are run and how they are used to affect us, and I don't feel like it'll be I think it'll be key, but it won't be as aggressive. I think it'll be maybe a little more than what we saw in the first game, but this is going to be from the same guy for four quarters. So we'll see. And we might see a little bit of uh, we might see a little bit of Caleb Brown sliding, depending on how uh, how tired, how how much we have to go to the option because I really don't want it to be something that we rely on, which is why I went with the scheme that I went. I really want to attack them with Kenny still and I know that might not be what people expected me to say but this is what I'm trying to do all right well actually I'm gonna just say it for this just because it's a CPU team I don't have to worry about it all right I know with this and us being who we are you can't really stack the box as much as you would like to stack the box now we're preparing for them we don't know what they're gonna do because they're the CPU we're preparing for them because they have the cornerbacks that they have to stack the box, all right? So because of that, we want to run as many people down the field as possible, all right? Now, if they keep letting us do that, we're naturally going to do that because that's who we are, all right? But our focus for this week isn't really to do that. That's not what we want to do. We want to run. We want Kenny Still to have a wonderful day. That is our main. We want Kenny Still to touch the ball the most. Other than the quarterback. We want Kenny Still to Kenny Still to touch the ball the most. Alright. We can get him like 25 to 30 carries and get him like five passes. I'll be satisfied if I had his game with. Because I understand who is playing on the outside with Norman and Sneed. All right. Even with me having the receivers that I have. All right. But with me having the receivers that I have. Oh, I'm going to try it. I'm going to try it because I know who they are. And even though they are a very nice duo, that's the third best duo. So if I can't get a pop it against the third best duo, I'm going to have trouble against the second best duo when I go to Toronto and the first best duo when I go to Columbus. All right. So that's going to be a really big thing that I do want to see. I want to see how they're going to how they're going to fare one on one against those corners if they go one on one on us or if they zone us up, are they going to be able to, they should eat that zone up. If they zone us up, they should eat it up. But if they go I want to see more one on one. So we'll see hopefully they play a little bit more one on one. Two that that help me see what training's going to do and these guys are all boxed up on the outside. And three, it lets me see what Brinker's going to do if things get hectic. Is he just going to, if he 
throws a pick or if he has a fumble, is he just going to turn into a turnover machine? Like, is this going to be consistent for the game? Or is it just going to be a, a a great play by the defense after we've continued to have a good a, a good game? Because there, there are things that we're trying to build with Brinker that we would like to see that I don't really want to say right now. I kind of I kind of wanted to be a surprise if we can get it to happen. And I don't want to hype it and then we can't get it to happen cuz I've been working at it since last season. Like and I still haven't gotten it, but I'm so much closer and I feel like this could be the time that I get it. So, we're really working to try to keep Brinker in the best situation. Uh we want to win first and foremost and we feel like this week, particularly running the ball, is the best way to do it. Just from watching uh, film, our game over, uh, their previous game against the Explorers, uh, we just feel like, hey, let's see what we can do with this running game. We really want to establish the fact that we are we are running. We are running. Y'all know we're going to throw it. All right, whatever. Bomb squad. Y'all know that. Play back. You, got, you, can't just, you can't just be trying to... Man us up every play like that. But at the same time, we're going to run it. So you have to decide what you're going to do about that too. And matter of fact, we're probably going to run it the most. Like, they, at least for now, at least for half the season, we're probably going to run it the most, depending on who we're playing. I got to look at my schedule a little deeper. But, hey, we might be a run-heavy team. So, hey, coaches, if you're playing, if, you, if you're looking at me, hey, if you're listening to this, we might be a run-heavy team. All right? Gotcha, I'm going to pass it on you. But hey, we'll see. We'll see. But you know, we're going to pass it too. We're going to pass it. We're going to pass it. So it is what it is. We'll see how that goes. I want to see how it goes. Uh, I, I've i liked how it's looked in the times that I've seen it, but I have yet to see it for the entirety of a game. So this will be all of our first time seeing it for the entirety of a game. Uh, unfortunately... Well, unfortunately, it's a division game because I still expect to win. I don't want any anything to happen. It's still the RFL, but I still expect to win this game. So uh, we'll see how it goes. Um, it's just hey, hopefully things go well. Well, we ha- we'll face this team again, and I'm gonna go with a d- different scheme then, and I'll probably tell you why I did that then. Uh, we also play uh when we play the Thunderbirds, they're a CPU team too, so uh, we'll probably do it again then too. We'll see how that goes. All right, but yeah, on offense, we wanna we wanna get Kenny going, and we think the best way for us to really get Kenny going is to make them back people up. If they do not respect our pass game from the beginning, it's gonna be a long day in the box. But if we keep them kind of spread out, keep them in that nickel, uh, keep try to keep a light box, and then just keep keep Kenny going. Uh, we're trying to we're trying to show up Tavion Hall, man. I I gotta be honest, like. If there's anybody in the NRC right now who's just been consistently putting up just great numbers on the ground, it's been uh it's been uh Tavion Hall. And so he's the guy that we're we're looking at and we're trying to match that kind of we're trying to we're trying to compete with him, right? I'm not saying we're about to come out and run for two fifty, you feel me? But hey, we're definitely trying to put on the show on the ground. All right, so we'll see how that goes. All right, we'll see how that goes. All right, now, when you move over to the defensive side of the ball. All right, uh, our defense will be running uh, will be running 3-4 disguise again. All right, we ran 3-4 disguise. Uh, 
with uh, we went through four disguise in the preseason. All right, but uh, we went with a different uh, approach as far as the game plan. Uh, for this one, I expect to see a lot of loaded blitz looks, but then a lot of dropbacks. All right, I wanted to. Don't get me wrong; it's still going to be pressure because we are who we are. All right, but I don't expect it to be as dialed up this week as it was the last time that we faced the Tigers. That is my intention from how I scheme this week, and that's because I I felt like. With us going for the majority, like now we're going four quarters. Now we're trying to really come out and I don't want to say uh, make a statement, but we're trying to solidify at least to us the, t- the type of team that we're going to be and seeing it like consistently. Again, this is my first time seeing it. Every, or this will be my first time seeing everything for four quarters. So we're going to see how that goes. Uh, but we are looking to not we're looking to bring pressure but not as heavily as you would uh we're going to go with a little bit more uh a little bit more coverage just because i feel like we'll be seeing a little bit more of an uh underneath attack whether it be whether it be through the running game or through the passing game i just feel like within i feel like most of the key plays will be started within the first 15 yards and that's something that we really want to think about all right so i still expect to see a lot of different loaded box looks but they it won't be as blitz heavy this time in those looks as it was the last time in those looks all right and it'll definitely be some new looks i know it'll definitely be it'll look like we're going uh cover zero and everybody drop back i, I know it i can see it i can see it and I really want to. I really want to get a full games tape of that to know how I can adjust to different teams against the league, because some of these teams have really surprised as far as the, uh, the week one play. We didn't play last week, but just going back and watching these uh, teams who have played last week, the play of some of these teams were unexpected, especially like me being a coach and knowing things behind the scene. Like as far as like as coaches, we all know which playbook the other coaches are looking, but the fan are using, but the fans don't. You know. What I mean? Like, unless you have an obvious book, like, me, I have an obvious book, so it's no point in me even trying to hide it. Like, it's the Ravens. I'm in a pistol like every other play. You feel me? But with other teams not knowing that and just seeing how guys have learned their team to their playbook and seeing the efficiency, it's it's been great. It's been great. And some teams have been some teams have been shockers. Some teams have really been shockers. So you what you had planned for a certain team when you look down your schedule may not be what you end up doing when you see them during that time of the year. All right. And that's another thing that we're really dealing with, with this game as far as with the Tigers, because what we've seen in the preseason, I doubt, I highly doubt it will be what we saw in, uh, and, uh, what we see this weekend, what we see on Saturday, it definitely shouldn't be what we saw in the preseason, but you never know. You never know. We're prepared for it not to be, uh, just from our assessment, just from our study and watching uh, the other games that they had, we just we expect a certain thing, and we will see how that goes. We will see how that goes. All right. Uh, now, as far as what I expect from our defense, uh, I I want us to really come out. I know this is the Tigers, but everybody, oh, it's just the Tigers. But as you saw last week, the Tigers was on the Explorers, and nobody said, oh, it's just the Explorers. Nobody does that. Like, when they do that against a team like that, it's something that you're really like, okay, 
hey, you, you take a look at that. I know the casual fan takes a look at that. So when we go out here and we play the Tigers, we just kind of want to have the same kind of dominance that we had in the preseason. Like, I know people don't look at those things, but I'm petty like that. So I look at how the Tigers have looked against the different teams that they played, like, up to this point, And we were strapping them the most. We were strapping them the most. Now, I know it's preseason, it's preseason, but, hey, we'll see. We'll see. I kind of want to have that same thing. Like, I don't – I kind of want to come out to having a start of we not giving y'all points like that. Like, I know that's not the band's reputation. Our reputation has always been like, hey, we just have to make enough of a play to kind of win. But now we want to come out and not say – we're not – I'm not going to say we're a dominant defense. I'm not going to say that because you'll let – people just laugh us out the room. But – I just want people to know that when you come to play us, it's not the same. And I want us to establish that once we come out. Like, this is not the same Bears. I know people are going to say it's the Tigers, but I don't care who it is. I want everybody to have that same energy. I'm pretty sure when the Explorers go back and look at their game, they're mad. You feel me? They're looking at it like, dang, like the Tigers? If I'm laying the Tigers through that, whoa. You feel me? I might need to reevaluate some things. You feel me? Not, that's not a shot. That's not a shot at all. You feel me? It's just like, just coach mind frame. I know, like, a coach like Bill, I know how he, he's going to think because he's a winner. Like, he's like, oh, no, no, no. We're working on that now because that's a team that you look at. Like, no, you should not be not on me, not on that defense, no. And I had that same kind of mentality about my defense now. And I just want that to show on the field. The bend on break phase is over for us in my mind it's nah that's our slogan our slogan for this year nah Mm-mm. nah that's it i should rename this podcast nah Mm-mm. but we'll see we'll see all right so shorter than usual all right shorter than usual this is the end of episode nine all right i hope to see everybody on Saturday at 4 p.m., YouTube, all right, Relocation Football League on YouTube, all right? Matter of fact, I'm going to just share the page on Twitter, and I'm going to share the page on uh, on IG, at Barons RFL, all right? Follow us on YouTube, game premieres at 4 o'clock. I know I will be, I'm trying to not have to work, like, a little bit on my shift, I'm going to be... I don't want to say missing the game, like I'm gonna watch it as I can, but it's gonna be, it's gonna be a little tricky. They got me. I set up my schedule a certain way, and it's like they didn't listen to me at all. But I'm about to go fix that as soon as I get finished with this for real. So hopefully I can get in there and and see the whole thing. Even if I got, I'll sell my shift to watch my game. I don't care. Like that's my team. That's my balance. You feel me? I'll pick it up another day. All right, but. We'll see how that goes. I'm going to definitely be in and out of the chat, peeking in. And then as soon as I get the chance, that game is going to be on replay. I'm watching that whole thing because I'm telling you, I'm going to watch this game so many times. I'm going to watch it so many times. Like, I already know. So, But see see y'all uh, Saturday, 4 p.m. Uh, YouTube. This is uh, Head Coach Roland Woods uh, signing out. You know, I ain't never say nothing like that, but hey, signing out. Uh, before we go, remember... Uh, Protect the crown, all right? Earn your stripes, all right? Gorilla gang, you feel me? Go Barons, all right? Let's get it.